Pack your bags, it's time to visit Las Vegas, America's capital for fun and entertainment. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hello again and welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi. Whenever you visit Las Vegas, you'll inevitably have a friend or a relative ask you to make a bet for them, often on a sports team. Well, on today's show, ESPN Scott Spritzer, who makes a living betting on sports, will tell us what it takes to make smart picks and offer suggestions to first-timers. If all that excitement gets you hungry, you'll find out where to get a great pizza pie and learn more about Daredevil Evil Knievel. All that, plus Scott Robin, our insider, talks about the excitement of White Castle coming to Vegas. And on our trip to the Casino Legends Hall of Fame, you'll learn that there's more there than just famous celebrities. There's also special currency that will remind you of the old days of early Las Vegas. When you come to Las Vegas, one of the things you always want to do is gamble. And if you're a sports fan, why, it's the mecca for sports gambling. And with us today is one of those people that know how to do it right. His name is Scott Spritzer. You've probably heard him. He's on Wager Talk on SBN Nation Radio. You've seen him on shows on ESPN, such as Stephen Smith's show, Fox National, CNBC, just a bunch of them. And interestingly enough, he is the all-time wins champion of the station's casino's Handicap Invitational, having appeared 11 straight football seasons as, as a weekly analyst on USA Network's Pro Line. Well, Scott, uh, First of all, when it comes to handicapping, you know, a lot of people just think, well, they know sports. But I know from covering that for years, what you guys do is incredible. There's a lot of research that goes into it, isn't there? Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, when we jump into, uh, let's say, for instance, a college basketball card where there's, you know, a good 60 to 80 games maybe on a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday evening, we're working basically for a good 12 to 16 hours on the Friday before. And that includes all the research that we've done and the compiled the notes and all that kind of good stuff that we've done all season long that plays into that Saturday card. And then you've got to, you know, like I said, handicap and research another 12 to 16 hours on a big, big card uh, to go into that Saturday, for instance. So it's constantly, I tell people, 365 days a year, 24-7, it's constantly compiling notes on everything you can get your hands on in order to make a bet by the time game day rolls around. And do you have good insiders around? You know, people, you know, when you think of things like college football, for example, and, and I don't mean any, like, uh, unfair advantage, but just a thing where somebody's out there that you really trust that may be able to give you some insights that you just wouldn't get by looking up things? No doubt about it, Stephen. And, and I do a lot of radio shows around the country, and there's been people that I've been able to, you know, meet over the last 15 to 20 years that I've been around this business to where I've been able to say, okay, this guy knows his stuff on this team, this guy knows his stuff on that team, or beat writers uh, that I talk to, you know, weekly that will say, well, here's what's been happening in practice. It's not an unfair advantage. It is a situation where you do get information as much as you can on those teams. And I always tell people that if you ever hear any capper or better out there saying they've got inside information on teams, it generally means that they don't. And, <laughs> and, and there's nobody out there who's spilling the beans from teams to tell people, you know, what's going on. You just, you know, by, by knowing people and by having a, a little circuit of people or a little group that you surround yourself with, you're all grabbing little bits of info from certain areas on an upcoming game or on teams, and then everybody comes together, and you've got a little melting pot of what turns out to be really important 
for that particular team's upcoming games. And so that's where that information comes from. Well, Scott, does it drive you crazy when you look in the back of, say, some sports magazines and stuff and you'll see these things where, hey, I'm 92% right because you just know that you can do all that research and everything and there's a certain amount of, uh, you know, luck that plays into sports regardless of how much you know and so forth? Yeah, if you find a better who's hitting 57, 58% for the entire course of a season, that's a good season. That is a very good season. You can hit 90% short term. You're not going to do it long term. You know, you're generally not going to hit 90% from start to finish of any sporting season that has more than a couple of weeks to it. But, you know, any professional better will tell you they're trying to hit that 55 56%, and you're going to show a profit in doing so. There are seasons where you might hit 60 62%, but they generally happen less often than the 56 57% seasons. And remember, you know, the folks that are hitting 57%, you know, every couple of seasons or what have you, these are guys who have been doing this day and night their entire life. They don't have other jobs. They don't do a nine-to-five and then decide they're going to handicap at night. That's how hard it is to hit 56%, 57%. So, again, you might see you know, somebody who, even like at the Westgate Super Contest a couple of years ago, there was a group that hit over 70% of their plays doing five plays a week in the NFL. You know, that's spectacular. And I don't know what they did the very next year, but generally if you hit a 65 70% mark for a season, it kind of tends the luck to go the other way the next season. So I always tell people, you know, really research the people you're following and you can get a good handle. I mean, I've had losing seasons. I've been in this business for over 20 years. There are times you have losing seasons. You just got to keep at it. Absolutely. Now, what do you recommend? You're talking about the pros and so forth. What do you recommend if somebody's, uh, making their annual trek out to Vegas, say, and they they want they like to go to the sports uh, books. They're incredible now. Whether you can watch every game as they're going on, is there anything besides you know just betting on your favorite team and stuff? Is there anything that people can do? Uh, are there is there certain things they should be looking for as they uh, browse those very big boards? Yeah, first and foremost, I tell people all the time who are casual betters, you know, you've got to stay within your means. You can't play above your head. You don't want to kill off your bankroll on a couple of games. So. You know, what I always tell people, if you have a betting bankroll or let's say you come to Las Vegas just to have a good time and you've got X amount of dollars that you're going to bring with you that is affordable, in, I mean, you know, disposable right. income, you bring that with you. And I, I tell people, if you're out here for four or five days, you know, there's no reason to bet more than 15% of that betting bankroll on any given day. And that'll keep you, if you're having a bad run of luck, that'll keep you from losing everything in day one so you can still enjoy the rest of your trip. I also tell people if they're going to be a little bit more than casual is to make lines for football games, for instance, a week in advance. So let's say week 10 in the NFL is two weeks away. I'll make my lines for week 10 after week eight games and before week nine games. And what that does by doing it a week in advance is it keeps you from the anomalies, from you know, a team, a bad team having a bust out week. You don't put too many credence into that, or you don't take a team like the New England Patriots who maybe had a bad week, and you don't take away too much from how good New England is. So I tell people who are a little bit more than casual, learn to make lines on games a week in advance, a game in advance. It'll save you money in the long run. 
And is there some value to going around to different casinos and so forth? Because I know these things change. And I remember Vegas used to be affected by, like, what happened in Los Angeles because there was a greater number of people from L.A. So it was like, you know, I'm a USC grad. You never wanted to go to Las Vegas, though, to bet on um, USC. You wanted to probably go up to Reno, say. Is there still a lot of that on, or are these things just so tight and so accurate that it doesn't really matter? It's pretty tight and accurate, but as far as, like, shopping from casino to casino, I recommend I highly recommend it because, and I'll give you a perfect example of the college football title game that was recently played. I told people going into that game, if you like Clemson, you better not take six and a half. You can find seven. If you like Alabama, you better not lay seven because you can find six and a half. And I told people if you did, let's say, take Clemson plus six and a half instead of shopping for seven, you shouldn't be betting. It's as simple as that. So I tell people all the time, shop around. You can, you know, for instance, what we used to do back in the in the early 90s, when it was a little bit different and you didn't have the Internet in front of your face to where you could find lines, we'd run downtown for the NBA, for instance, and we would shop from casino to casino because they're all so close together. You could walk from one book to the other and see where the lines were, and then you can go in and get your best number. And I tell people to do that all the time. As far as lines, you know, like maybe USC is maybe juiced a little bit more in a certain area of Nevada than another because Vegas has such an L.A. following. Not so much anymore. It's all pretty much power ranked the same no matter what part of the state you bet in. But there was a time when you might get a little bit more juice or have to lay a little bit more on a UCLA or a UCLA in southern Nevada as opposed to Reno. But that, that's long gone, and now it's a case of – you know, the books have power rated everything to where they're all going to be very similar. Well, sports betting and fantasy sports, the two things that I think have really changed the way we look at sports. Uh, For example, you know, it matters now if you've got a game, particularly if you're playing something where there's a big favorite, you're really watching and you're praying to God they go for that field goal because that might affect that point spread. It just kind of changes, and and I guess it makes the games a little more interesting in that regard. Yeah, it does for me. I mean, you know, Stephen, I'm a college football fan. I could watch any college football game you throw at me, whether I had money on it or not. I, I don't bet to make a game interesting. I bet to try to, you know, to, for my income. That's how I pay my bills. That's how I pay my mortgage. I've been doing this for over 20 years. But when it comes to college football, college basketball, I could watch any game on the board you throw at me. When it comes to the NFL, I know this is going to be sacrilege to some, <laughs> but it, it is much easier for me to watch the NFL if I do have a bet on a particular game. And I think we saw that this season. There were so many bad games and poor quality games on, you know, Monday nights and especially Thursday nights. And then throughout the course of the, of the season, we saw people viewership dropping off because of poor games. Heck, the wild card games were a, were a snore. Awful. You know, so it's a situation where, yeah, for me, I don't bet just to make a game more interesting, but it sure does help the view, you know, being able to watch it and get a little bit more excited about it. Back with more from Scott Spritzer of ESPN in a moment. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. World-class hotels, dining, gaming, special events, and more. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? 
That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Waste management has earth-friendly plans that fit the biggest corporations and recycling programs to help smaller companies get started. We're there for you every night and on the job with you every day. When you put waste management to work, you get an environmental partner and big ideas for every size business. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. To learn more, visit WM.com. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. It's our last errand today, Jimmy. Just need to pick up some light bulbs. Whoa, there's so many. Did Grandma tell you which ones to buy? No, but check out the label on this package. It'll help us find the right bulbs. Does it really matter? Well, sure. The new light bulbs use a lot less energy, so we save money on our electric bill by using an energy-saving incandescent, CFL, or LED. How about this bulb? Well, let's see. We need to replace the 60-watt bulbs in our bedside lamps. That one is 800 lumens, so it should do the trick. I've never heard of lumens. Lumens tell us how bright the light is. The more lumens, the brighter the bulb. You know, Grandpa, you're a pretty bright guy. (laughs) Yeah, you're pretty smart yourself, Jimmy. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. And now, more Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi once again. 
You're listening to Scott Spreitzer, champion odds maker and ESPN television host. Scott and I are discussing what it takes to make it as an odds maker and just how difficult it is to make money year after year betting on sports. Well, Scott, I think people have to realize, too, the fact that you make your living at it. Very few people can really do that, you know, and do it successfully. But you kind of grew up that way. I mean, I want you to talk a little about uh, the way you grew up because you grew up in a horse racing family. So I guess just the very nature of that brings that excitement of a bet and so forth. And, 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 and not just the excitement of it, but as the, what you mentioned before, all the work involved to give yourself that slight edge, which is how you can make money. Yeah, I did. I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, one of our one of my uncles through marriage happened to be a, a world class jockey in the '60s and into the early '70s. His name is Bobby Mundorf. He's passed away uh, now, but he was a jockey of the year early '60s. I'm going to say around 1962 or '63 at Del Mar. He raced at all the big tracks and was a well known jockey. And I wasn't born until uh, New Year's Eve 1966, so I was too young to really be there as far as watching him race in his heyday, but there were plenty of holiday dinners in the mid-70s, for instance, when I was old enough to be able to know what was going on, where he would, you know, talk about it a little bit. And my whole family on that side of the family uh, was involved in horse racing in some way or another. I had another uncle who was a starter at different tracks around the country, and they all traveled together. And, and so that was kind of in our blood, whether that's good or bad. And then growing up in Omaha, you know, every Tuesday night, and again, this is before the Internet, and I'm going back to when I was even 8, 9, 10 years old, you know, my dad worked for a railroad, and he'd bring home the betting lines for the upcoming week's games. And I would sit there and go over them when I was 9 or 10 years old. <laughs> I didn't care about cartoons. I didn't care about going out and playing in the snow. All I wanted to do, that was like a big day for me, was Tuesday night when dad gets home from work, I'm going to have these betting sheets, these lines that I can look at. So there were basically two things we discussed at the dinner table one was politics, which I've given up, and one was sports betting, which I've made a living off of. And, uh, again, I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's eventually what brought me to Vegas when I was only 17 years old. I came to Vegas knowing that I wanted to get into this when I became of age, and, and we've been doing it ever since, over 25 years now. And what I think is interesting also is the fact that growing up like that, you really saw – the work ethic involved and you know when you got to win you know and it, it, it's different than somebody that goes to work they do a good job and so forth but you got to win and this is a thing where you know you can't slough off right i mean it's not one of those things ah, i'm just going to go light this week you got to if you're trying to make money on this you got to feel confident and you got to and you got to do the work that's required absolutely there's no days off and you know you can't sit there on sunday and let's say you had a great week and you went 6 and 0 in the nfl and you're feeling your oats, and you're feeling good, and on Monday morning you said, okay, well, I like this team, that team, and this team, and you're done for the week because that's when you have the real bad week. Every day has to be – you have to approach it like a job. I mean, it really is. And I spend at least – even on days when there's no games, I'll spend at least four to six hours putting together information for the upcoming weekend's football games. If you slough off at all, you might win a week or two, but in the long run you're going to kill off – your bankroll. You always have to be looking for things that can make your bet better. Or if there is a game that you originally liked as far as a bet, you got to find out information that takes you off that bet and makes you pass that game. You slough off if you don't win and it's because you're not putting in the work. You've got your only yourself to blame. As long as I've been in this, in this business of trying to beat the point spread, what I've been able to see is the better my work ethic, the more I win. And the biggest thing that I got besides the work ethic, watching you know, and being around it as I was growing up, is to know how to accept a bad beat, a bad loss. You cannot get emotional. It's hard 
when I first started doing this in my 20s, man, there were times when I wanted to, you know, throw my TV out in the backyard. <laughs> you can't let yourself get like that because there's going to be times when you lose no matter how right you were. There's going to be times when you win no matter how wrong you were, and you've got to stay even keel. That was probably – those two were 1 and 1A one on <laughs> what I learned from growing up around guys who had to win, who had to be in the money to put food on the table. Right, right. And it gets to that day, you know, even even the great ones like Babe Ruth or Willie Mays, they had some days they went 0 for 4 or 0 for 5 and hit into double plays. You just have to accept the fact that that's going to happen. It's yes, part of absolutely. doing it. Absolutely. Okay, three more things before I let you go I want to talk to you. One is about, you know, you talk about things like the NFL or any pro sport now. The, the publicity is so good. Do you always, are you always worried when you see a guy, well, he got hurt, oh, he's fine, he's going to play. Does that send off warning bells? Because I think that must be a big deal is to find out how bad people are really hurt. I mean, it's one thing when they're out for the game, but it's another thing when they're, you know, they're, they're nursing something, that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's a good question because if you get a guy, let's say, for instance, and I'll use the NFL again for an example, if you find out on Thursday morning that you know a certain player, a certain key player, a wide receiver, running back, quarterback, what have you, uh, didn't practice as late as Wednesday, but yet they're saying he's probably going to play on Sunday. Well, if you haven't practiced by Wednesday and you come out there and you are going to play on Sunday, that bothers me because I know you're not 100% healthy. I would rather have that star player outside of quarterback being completely out of the game rather than playing in the game at 80%, 75%. And what happens a lot of times when you see a key injury, again, outside of a position like quarterback, when you see a key injury, a lot of players on that team will circle the wagon, so to speak, or pick up the slack for one game, that initial game that that player's out. Now, it gets a little bit tougher long-term for that team, but I would rather have a guy out for that one week by far than playing 80%. And if I'm on a game, let's say there's just a line that I think has – super juicy, good value on a Sunday night or Monday morning for the next week's card. I will jump on that line right away if I think there's value on my side. Now, if I find out on Thursday that a guy didn't practice by Wednesday, but he's going to play, that bothers me more than if the guy is out for that week. I really believe that, and I really think it makes a difference. So it does. It depends on you know how injured the guy is. If I hear a guy's going to go, but he's going 80%, I really don't want to be part of that side. I don't blame you. Two quick questions for the the casual better. One is the Super Bowl's coming up. There's always these weird bets on all these things. Uh, is, is that just strictly like going and playing a slot machine to somebody like you? You know, when you're going to bet on you know who's going to win the toss, who's going to be the first guy to run so many yards or what have you? Well, I, I think there's on those prop plays, I think there's good value in some. But there's one particular sports book in Las Vegas that I'll give out. 13 pages front and back of those pages of proposition plays, about 26 pages of it, and they do a great job. And so there's, you know, some, I don't know, 500 different props you can play for the Super Bowl. What I tell people is to do things that make sense as to how the course of the season has gone. And I also tell people that if you can find a prop that can win no matter what team is winning the game, uh, then you've also got a chance, you up your chances a bit to win. Generally, when it comes to the Super Bowl, I'll have between maybe six and seven proposition plays that I'll actually get involved with. And sometimes I won't play the Super Bowl side at all, but I'll have six or seven prop plays. In just a moment, we will return with final thoughts with Scott Spritzer. Then we're going to travel downtown for a great slice of pizza from Evil Pie. Both Scott Spritzer and I would agree that you should never gamble more than you can afford to lose. But here's an interesting trivia note. Frederick W. Smith, the founder and CEO of the company FedEx, actually saved his company by gambling in Las Vegas. 
He took FedEx's last $5,000 to Sin City and won $27,000 while gambling on blackjack, paying for the company's $24,000 fuel bill. But again, don't try this at home. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manji. Is there something you've always wanted to know about Las Vegas? Drop us a line at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You'd never suspect that you could find natural beauty as part of a working landfill. You can. Today, waste management landfills provide more than 17,000 acres of protected land for wildlife habitats. Working closely with communities and the Wildlife Habitat Council, we can ensure there will be protected space for native animal and plant life to thrive. From everyday collection to environmental protection. Think green. Think waste management. You hear that? That's the sound of healthy, safe water from the tap. And that safe water is available nearly everywhere in America. Thanks in large part to the Safe Drinking Water Act, which turns 40 this year. Happy birthday, Safe Drinking Water Act. Together, let's keep our water safe for the next 40 years and beyond. To learn about how to protect your water, visit drinktap.org. This message brought to you by the American Water Works Association and United Water. Hello? Lisa, it's Janet. What's wrong? Oh, it's just the bridesmaids' dresses for Lindsay's wedding. Oh, no, tell me they're not fuchsia. Oh, they're not fuchsia. Then what? Oh, they're gaudy, aren't they? All ruffles and lace. <laughs> Great. We'll look like a chorus line. No, no, no. They're really quite simple. It's the material I'm most concerned about. Oh, I knew it. I specifically said no chiffon. I mean, it's so passe. I just don't it's think... It's not chiffon. Then what? They're made out of old yellow pages. What? I didn't catch that. It sounded like you said they're made out of old yellow pages. Yep. I'm afraid you heard right. It's got something to do with recycling and good karma on her wedding day. Oh, that's special. I'm not going to know whether a guy's checking me out or just looking for the number of a good mechanic. Funny. Very funny. There's a better way to recycle your outdated Dex phone books. Find out just how easy we've made it in your neighborhood. Call 1-877-2-GET-DEX or log on to DexNose.com. Dear Daddy. Dear Mom. I love you. I miss you. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of fallen soldiers. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. We can never repay the sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Donate now at SnowballExpress.org. My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding a skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet. Our whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Parents, encourage your kids to strap on a helmet every time they jump on a bike, scooter, or skateboard. Think of my son Casey and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life. A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my doctor. A sore, lump, or thick patch in your mouth or throat 
could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer, but it was caught early and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. That probably saved my life. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, the better. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. We return to Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi. We are back with ESPN's Scott Spritzer discussing sports betting. Scott was just saying that while most exotic bets, the type that like where you bet on players' performance or on the coin toss and so forth, are usually not good, some actually do make sense. I'll give you an example of one from the recent college football championship that I actually lost, but I thought was a really good bet, and it didn't matter who was going to win the football game as to whether it could come through. Jalen Hurts, the quarterback from Alabama, the over-under on rushing yards for him at one joint was 59 and a half yards. I bet under. His last three games, he had rushed for 95 yards on 32 carries. That's it, less than three yards per carry, and he had that great Clemson defense. Well, until that final run (laughs) with about a minute left, he had uh, 33 yards rushing for the entire game. Uh, there was something unlikely that happened. He bust off a 30-yard run with a minute and a half to go. I lose the bet by three and a half yards, but that's the kind of bet that in the long run in a prop bet, you're going to win more than you lose. But as far as the flip of the coin, stuff like that, I tell people all the time, steer clear of the crazy prop bets unless you're just out there having some fun. Yeah, exactly. And final question, the long-range better. I want to ask a guy like you, when you see stuff like now, the World Series odds, you know, for next year, or Stanley Cup, what have you, those type of things where it's long off. Again, there's so much that can happen in a season. Are those bad bets, or, you know, if you have a feeling like you see something there, what's your take on it? I really don't do those futures before the season, Stephen, to tell you the truth. But I know some guys who have done well doing so, but for me, and you hit it on the head when you said that, you know, there's so much that could happen. You know, I'm not going to – I just don't want to jump on a Major League Baseball side to win the World Series in November when it's January or February. You know, how many times have we seen pitchers come out of spring training and they said something happened, he's got a dead arm, and he doesn't pitch for eight weeks, you know, yeah. and, or even longer. And so when it comes to me as far as futures before the season begins, I don't jump on them. Uh, there are college basketball teams – that after the first maybe six weeks of the season, I'll jump on to win the national title. Florida State is an example of that. There was one casino here in town who had about 100 to 1. Last week, I jumped on Florida State at 100 to 1. And the reason I did that, first of all, you've got about a dozen games of information now in your pocket so you see what they're doing. But you also can hedge that 100 to 1 bet if they do reach the Elite Eight and beyond. And you can start to look to bet other sides to kind of make up a little bit of what you might win if Florida State would win the national title to protect yourself. But to do it before the season, I steer clear of. The only thing that I will jump on before the season are win totals in college football or the NFL. You know, for instance, you might see a Nebraska who might have eight and a half wins. You can bet over or under on the upcoming season. 
I will take a shot at a few of those in both the NFL and college football before a season begins. Scott Spreitzer, one of the very best. Scott, how can we follow you? Because I know people before they head down now want to see what you're talking about. Where, where can we go? The best place to follow me daily is on Twitter, at Scott Wins. And I don't mean to sound cocky by saying Scott Wins. It's just a tough last name to spell. So, at <laughs> Scott Wins seems to be a little bit easier for people to go to. And uh, they can also follow me on wagertalk.com and scottwins.com for that matter. Thanks so much, Scott. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it, Stephen. When you come to Las Vegas, food is always a big thing. And the, everybody, of course, loves pizza. But one thing I love about Las Vegas is they can take some of the old and marry it with the new. And there's a great place down on East Fremont Street, and one of the coolest spots in the town now for some of the best food. It's called Evil Pie. And Evil, yeah, not E-V-I-L, E-V-E-L, like Evil Knievel. And he's all over the place. And we're going to talk to Brandon Powers. Brandon, welcome. What gave you the idea? I mean, the Evil Knievel thing is great, and he's such a great part of Las Vegas history. I, I, I'm a kid of the 70s. I grew up in the 70s. My family had pizza parlors, and Evil was a superhero to me. You know, he had a, he had a red, white, and blue outfit, costume, whatever, and he had a cape. He flew through the air. He didn't, his landings weren't as great as uh, most superheroes. But, um, you know, he, was, he really inspired me as, as a child growing up in Bakersfield, California. And um, he inspired me to get on my bike and jump trash cans, jump over my friends, have them lay down, you know, on the pavement. And, 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 um, and he's the catalyst for um, the modern day version of, of uh, X Games. You know, he, he, inspired, he inspired us to, 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 to be daring and to be daredevils in our own right. So I thought he's a great combination. It's, uh, um, and he's great for Vegas. You know, he has a whole tie-in with jumping the Caesars Fountains coming up on the 50th anniversary. And, uh, and I, I, I couldn't think of anybody better to marry in a pizza place. And that's when it made it all clear, crystal clear to me. This is so much more than a pizza place. It's, it's, a, it's a shrine to an uh, all-American hero. More with Brandon Powers of Evil Pie in a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Visit us at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You may not realize it, but there's a source of renewable energy right in your neighborhood, and you're helping to power it. Today, waste management is using the resources at our disposal to create energy from waste. Enough green energy to power over one million homes. It's an idea we're proud to drive forward. From everyday collection to environmental protection. Think green. Think waste management. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veterans. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? 
Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. You may be hearing about people having trouble making mortgage payments and risking losing their homes. Many of them just aren't aware of the options that can prevent foreclosure. There are many options available to homeowners, such as repayment and forbearance plans, loan modifications, and even refinancing. Where does someone go for help? They should talk directly with their lender or a qualified HUD-approved counseling agency. Both can provide helpful information without charging a fee. According to PMI Mortgage Insurance Company, it's not a good idea to pay for services that you can get for free from a lender or a qualified nonprofit counseling agency. To learn more, visit homesafepmi.com or call HUD at 1-800-569-4287 for a counseling agency near you. That's 1-800-569-4287. This message is brought to you by PMI, supporting sustainable home ownership that strengthens communities. Back for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Once again, here's Stephen Maggi. We are back with Brandon Powers of Evil Pie, named after the famed Daredevil. Everybody knows Evil Knievel. He's one of those people that we all know. And uh, in fact, I think, doesn't his son now actually, didn't he jump Caesar's Palace and actually make it okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robbie, Robbie Knievel is uh, a, a, another Daredevil. He had his dolls right there along with his dad when he had the stunt cycle from the 70s, which is the coolest toy ever. And, uh, and Robbie went on to, to, to be a great stuntman and Daredevil in his own right. Has he, has he been here yet? No, Robbie hasn't been here yet. So uh, waiting for that day for him to uh, to come in. And, and uh, as well as Evil had some daughters and there's other people. There's his, uh, his uh, uh, Crystal Knievel, who's his widow, um, his second marriage. 
uh, she's planning on making a trip out here soon as well. She's been really helpful in giving us all kinds of interesting artifacts and things. In fact, I, I got a, uh, a, a Hawaiian shirt from Evil Knievel that he wore with a picture of him in it, and I'm putting that over at the Golden Tiki yeah. on display. And if you like to see this, and you're going to love Evil Pie downtown on Fremont Street. You know, this is Evil Knievel, of course, and it, it's just a fun place to come into, and you look around and you have a blast, but it's about the pie, and the pies are great. And I read a quote from an article you did a while ago that you wanted to stay away, and I think I'm quoting you exactly, like, uh, no asparagus with goat cheese crap. And I thought, what a great quote, because I think everybody tries to yuppify these pizzas. Yours is a good old-fashioned pizza, but you got a lot of choices. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, we've, we've done that with beer, right? You know? Uh, we've, we have all these crap beers, all these, uh, you know, four million pounds of hops in a glass. <laughs> it's like, and uh, all, these, all these artistic pies and whatever. We just wanted to make a great New York pizza, a great slice, great ingredients, and, uh, and then keep it simple. Keep it simple on the beer end. You know, we have, we have uh, Coors, we have Budweiser, we have Hams, we have Olympia. We have all these beers that you would have had in the 70s. And there's a big kind of movement toward, back towards that. People want that, you know, they want, that's a comfort. And uh, they grew up with it, and their parents grew up with it, and their grandparents grew up with it, and that's what we provide here. Well, it's interesting you say that, because I read, you were thinking about this as 1979. I grew up in that time, and yeah, this is what pizza places, good pizza places look like. Right, yeah, I wanted to design it as a 70s, I say 1979 to incorporate all the 70s, um, sit down. This is like my family's pizza parlors. This is the smells that you had. This is the feeling, the, the pleather boost, the... Um, the neons, the Tiffany lamps, uh, the upright piano that has the ragtime piano player that comes in and plays, kind of like a Shakey's vibe back in the day. And uh, it's just everything. All these stickers, there's over 2,000 stickers, each individually handpicked by my OCD. And, um, and they are from the 70s. There's some modern ones, but they're mostly from the 70s, and they all tell part of the story. So... No, and it's a, it's a great way to relive your childhood and to bring your kids to a place that right. uh, you can live that. You know, you did this uh, in a place that's just growing now. It's considered the hippest place in town, East Fremont, which is right next. You know, it's part of Fremont Street, just the other part away from the canopy and so forth. Was this something, too, like, did this seem like the perfect location for what you had in mind? Yeah, I'm, I've, I, I've, like, I've been coming here to Vegas since the 70s as a little kid. And, um, you know, and being involved with the pizza family, my dad is has had pizza parlors. And to be here on Fremont Street on the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard in Fremont, it's a really big deal for me. It's a really big deal for my, you know, for my family. This is, this is, this is the, the, the original heart and soul of this city. And, um, and so, yeah, this was a no-brainer. This is a great location. Tony Shea and other entrepreneurs have laid the groundwork, have invested a lot of money into downtown, and it's it's an exciting place to be, and I, and, and these city blocks are, are are some of the best in the city. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, and you got to be excited because having come here back in the 70s, you know, for a while this area was crummy. I mean, let's just let's just say it straight out. And it's just so wonderful, and and it's it's different, and yet it fits into Vegas because it's not a bunch of gambling places. But if you like to gamble, it's right up the street, and you can come here and have a piece of pie. Yeah, yeah I agree. I I, re I remember coming down this area in the 70s. It was, 
It was scary for a little kid because you would see all the, the posters of the baby with spaghetti all over his head. But, I mean, it was very traumatic. And, and it was, um, this is where the hustles were. The, this, is where, this is where this little bit seedier part of Vegas was when everyone made the move for the Strip. And now it's, it's coming around. It's a, it's a great redevelopment. I, and I saw this when, with, with San Diego when I lived in San Diego. And um, it, this is the same thing that's happening here, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. Yeah, you know, and it's guys like you and Tony Shea and Derek Stevens, you know, and hopefully this, I, it seems like this is the area that's going to continue to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot of room down here to expand and, and things that can happen. Lots of great chefs, great artists, um, just great bars. There's, I mean, I'm surrounded by great bars all up and down the street that have some of the best mixologists, some of the best um, experiences in Vegas you can find downtown at uh, East Fremont. It's great. Thanks so much for uh, doing this. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's an honor, and I appreciate it. Now it's time to visit the Casino Legends Hall of Fame with its founder, Steve Cutler. You realize there is really something for everybody. I mean, if, if you're interested in the entertainment side, there's tons of this, more than you could ever look at. But if you're interested in things like, like you're a coin collector, we were working on paper money collector, there's just some things here that for a fan of that kind of thing, you're going to see something here that you might not be able to see anywhere else, at least right up front. Yeah, and that's true. And, and that's another thing. All of the slot machines that we have on display, they all had vintage coinage in them. And it was all coinage of the day, and obviously Las Vegas uh, goes back to 1905. So we do have a huge, huge uh, currency collection, uh, mostly horse blanket currency, but we do have some currency that goes into the early 30s, uh, actually hundreds of pieces. We have complete collections of silver dollars uh, going back to 1878, uh, complete collections of buffalo nickels, uh, standing Liberty Quarters, you know, anything that you might see in the slot machines. But we also have complete collections on display. And incidentally, uh, for you coin collectors and currency collectors, I only collect things in nice condition. So they're all high grade. Well, check out the Casino Legends Hall of Fame at CasinoLegendsHallOfFame.com. In a moment, we'll check in with our Vegas insider, Scott Robin. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. From the famous to the fascinating... In a climate as fun, fast, and flashy as Las Vegas, this is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing. But in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background. But actually, we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360 
529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Dear Daddy, Dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi everybody, I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, will you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Hi, I'm Jet Williams. Even though I never knew my father, Hank Williams, his legacy taught me the meaning of lending a helping hand. That's why I support the Orphan Foundation of America. OFA is committed to providing education, mentoring, and a workplace readiness for thousands of teens aging out of the foster care system. With the help of OFA's support programs, these young people can go to college and trade school, graduate, and make the leap from foster care to success. To learn how you can help, visit Orphan.org. Time for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Again, here's your host, Stephen Maggi. Time now to meet up with Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, our own Vegas insider. White Castle, the favorite restaurant, fast food joint in the East Coast and the Midwest, is actually going to be out here. And I know a lot of people that are fired up about it. Are people here excited? They are. It is so not a big deal in other parts of the country. White Castle is just another fast food place. But in Vegas, when White Castle opened on the Strip, there was a line, I'm pretty sure for the first 24 hours the place was open. They actually ran out of product to serve. They had to shut the restaurant down to replenish their supplies. So uh, finding out that there's going to be a White Castle downtown, I was lucky enough to get that story a, a month or two before everybody else. White Castle is a thing in Vegas, and I guess it's just because it doesn't exist here. I think it's kind of like Chick-fil-A. I'm dying to have a bite of Chick-fil-A here. No big deal in other states, but here it's a big deal. And I think White Castle is a perfect fit for Fremont Street because it is a food that you eat. It helps to be drunk when you have it. It's going to be in a prime location. It's going to be uh, at a pivotal part, kind of what I consider the entrance to Fremont Street experience. Well, when you think White Castle, part of it is that people 
maybe never they've heard of it like through all the stuff you know the the Kumar movie and all that stuff but they've never really had it so what better place like you say when you're out partying and so forth to go in and get what, what do they get five ten of those at a time yeah you can't eat uh, fewer than a dozen of those sliders from what I understand you probably don't want to have more uh, it, they have been known to cause some intestinal distress in uh, to some people but honestly they're a good late night I've had a couple of cocktails it is a great food to have and uh, I think it's really the only fast food place that's on Fremont Street proper. There's a taco place, there's a McDonald's in the D, but other than that, you're not getting that place where you can just get that kind of drunchy, kind of quick fix of burger fries, and the, that brand, for some reason, I'm telling you, there, there have been very few things that have been as anticipated as that first White Castle was at uh, the, the uh, Casino Royale on the Strip. It was unbelievable, I went there, and uh, the very first day, and they were having a friends and family day, and I, I was, I'm always sticking my nose in where I shouldn't, and somebody walked up to me and handed me a bag of them, and they said, we can't eat all these. I said, I will absolutely take them off your hands. And they were delicious, and I think when I'm on Fremont Street, and I'm gambling, and I'm drinking, and I'm carousing, or whatever else people are doing, I think White Castle is the perfect thing for this street, and so they're brilliant. And... They haven't announced it yet. So I love that even more because when I have a story before the company officially announces it, I'm golden. You can read our Insider's blog and listen to Scott's podcast at VitalVegas.com. Thanks for joining us. See you next weekend. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. We'll see you next week for more excitement and energy from the desert. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Don't be stupid with your skin. It's the only skin you're in. Know what's good and bad to do. Find the right and wrong for you. It's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out. UV lamps from a tanning bed They can turn your skin beet red Wrinkles come from the UV light And age spots make you go frightful sight With UV light, it gets worse Skin cancer is a wicked curse Don't be the one that's tan and dead Use your brain, use your head It's time you learn what it's about Cause indoor tanning is out. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.